Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit. Whatever the fuck that means. Oh, yeah. We've got Ryan Grody in the house. Hey, Ryan. Hey, I'm back. <laughs> You're back. <laughs> Our first special guest co-host. Are you privileged? Are you honored? Yeah, I am. Great. Okay, so you know the drill. Did you prepare? I did. I know what? I didn't want to mess this up. <laughs> What's the favorite workout of the week? My favorite workout of the week was Moto Yoga. Um, I just really like this. I've been into yoga lately. so Well, yeah, just, we've been into yoga lately. We have been doing yoga every single day. Yeah. So I specifically like this one, though, because... One, it wasn't really that hot because it was freezing cold outside, so they really it couldn't... It literally could not get hot. Yeah, they just couldn't heat the room up, mm. but it was nice to have a switch up from being like super hot, and then also it was like really, really instructive, so... I know I know what you're talking about, and it was super instructive. She's like, literally had to sit back on our feet and was like showing us how to do the push-up. Yeah, like hold on for a minute. We're going to stop the class yeah. and teach you how to properly do this. But it was nice because it's nice to go back to the basics sometimes. Yeah. Oh, here you That's it? You yep. got it? Yep, that's it. Okay, great. Well, so my favorite workout of the week is also a yoga class, uh, a moto yoga class, and one that we did together and one that we also did with Meriden. It was the yin yoga that we did on Sunday night. Samoto so has a yin yoga class on Sundays at like 6 p.m. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with this class, I took a heavy dose of CBD before I went, which was fantastic because it's so much more than like a workout for your muscles. It's It was like for me way more of a mind and relaxation thing. I mean, they mm-hmm. used essential oils. It was like warm, but not hot. I was in like cozy clothes. Mm-hmm. It was Didn't so sweat nice. at all. It was just nice and relaxing. Yeah, it was just like so relaxing. And they had props of like pillows and blankets. And it was just like focusing on the breath. And it was like super long holds. I mean, how many poses do we do? Like seven? Yeah, not many. For like the entire hour. Mm-hmm. It was so nice and peaceful. And like it was a, it was the perfect thing for a Sunday night. Like just to like feel so good at the end. I was into it for yeah, sure. Me too. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave us a lot of time to talk about your favorite. <laughs> you're not your favorite, but the wellness, fitness, whatever the fuck it is that you want to talk about thing, because I know that you have a lot to yep. say. Do you want to so, start or me? I'll I'll let you start. Okay. All right. So fitness wellness trend. I don't even know if it's a fitness wellness trend. It's yeah, always we just, kind it's of just been like a thing. the it's whatever yeah. we want it to be. Uh so meditation. Mm, so mm-hmm. I think I got into meditation maybe like five years ago and just started doing research on it. And I started using a heart rate variability monitor. Mm-hmm. So I so like, what is that? So it measures. You um, wear it around. How do you wear it? So it clips on to my ear and <laughs> it measures the beat to beat variation in your heart rate. So when you have your heart rate variability should be kind of like a wave, just like steady up and down. Mm -hmm. So I have this app where I can track my heart rate variability as I'm meditating. Mm -hmm. But you're not like looking at it when you're meditating, obviously. Not the whole time. I usually close my eyes, but... So like to take people to that space, like where are you meditating? What are you doing? Uh, I usually do it in my closet because it's (laughs) (laughs) quiet there. (laughs) Yeah, 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 you're right. Just sit down... um, you know, cross-legged in my closet and I will put on my heart rate variability monitor and it hooks into my phone Mm -hmm. and then it'll track my heart rate variability as I'm meditating. So I find myself thinking about something else. I try to bring myself back to my breath and just Mm -hmm. feeling those feelings of joy and appreciation. What are you thinking about when you're thinking about joy and appreciation? Um, Sometimes like puppies or... (laughs) 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 That's one of the things that they recommend. Yeah. So like a pet okay. that you really like? I, we don't have any pets. I had no idea that you're thinking about puppies well, when you're meditating. One the, it's one of the things that they like suggest. Like think of like a cute little animal or like a baby. <laughs> that feeling when you see like a really cute little puppy. Oh that's what gives God. you like a good positive feeling. I had no idea this is what was happening. Yep. Okay. When you were sitting in your closet thinking about puppies. Mm-hmm. So yeah. How's your meditation practice been? So that, well, I'll answer that in a second, but that brings me to a good point. Something really similar to what I wanted to talk about today was that lately I've been hearing a lot of people 
in the fitness space, so I, I'm talking like friends, instructors, whoever, talking about how they can't take the five minutes after class to stretch or they can't take some time to just like cool down. Like they're so like, go, 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 go. And I, I get it, right? Like sitting with yourself and being quiet and being with your own thoughts, clearing your mind, it's hard. It's It can mm -hmm. be uncomfortable. Like I, I, I totally get it. But it doesn't mean that we can ignore that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if we're really in a, coming from a place of like, focusing on our health and our fitness, how how can you not think if like this is a, a weak point for you that like maybe this is something that, you know, you need to confront mm -hmm. because I'm sure that you're, you can tell us a whole list of scientifically proven reasons why meditation is beneficial. And I'm not even talking like you don't got to sit in your closet and think <laughs> about puppies, right? Like I, I would say like challenge of two, like set a timer for two minutes and just mm -hmm. sit there. And so like, I don't have a, a meditation practice as uh, as structured maybe as you do. Like I'm not wearing, a, I'm not measuring my heart rate or anything like that. But when I'm doing the Ramwad, you know, again, like these long form yoga poses that are held and it, I mean, you're, it's just sitting with your breath essentially. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, you do have the discomfort of the pose sometimes to distract you, which I will, you know, fully admit that you're not totally just like kind of alone with yourself there. But, you know, at the end of every Ramwa, they, they talk about like take the rebound effect and they're like, take two to five minutes and just, you know, sit there with your thoughts. So mm -hmm. I always try to take at least the two minutes yeah. to like be silent, lay there and it sometimes you know some days it's harder than others but i don't know i i just feel like we it's it's just uh, i don't know what what it is that it's like i know that it's so easy for people to go but like the challenge if that is if that's hard for you then like do it you know mm -hmm. you're going to challenge yourself yeah. to do that extra rep in class you're going to challenge yourself to like get up for an early <clears throat> morning workout like sit in silence for 2 minutes yeah and i think um for the people that are like that, that are just like to be really competitive and just going a lot, the heart rate variability monitor can really help because you can actually see your progress. So with yeah. the one that I have, you can see like you're in the red, the blue, or the green. So the green is the best when you have the best heart rate variability. And then if you track it over time, you can see yourself progressing. So yeah, that's it, it really almost good makes point. it into like a competitive thing, which is what is really helpful to me to see that progress. Whereas I think that's why a lot of people don't meditate is because they just can't really see the progress. Right. They're like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time. Right. Exactly. I get mm -hmm. that. I get that. And it's like, it, it's another thing. Like it takes practice. It takes discipline. Like it's not going to come easy, but I think that there's obviously a benefit, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, I think so. I feel uh, when I'm meditating more frequently, I'm just more relaxed, less less rattled, less stressed. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How many How many times or how many days in a week? How often do you meditate? What trying to say? Um, I would say probably three times a week doing like a 15 to 20 minute meditation. Okay. And then that's a di in addition to like yoga or like a Ramwa right, or anything right, right. else. So, so you are doing 15 to 20 minutes of just sitting there thinking about puppies. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, good for you. <laughs> like I said, guys, maybe just start with two minutes, you know, let me know how, how it's going for you. Great. Okay. Are you ready for the wild card? Yep. What is your spirit animal? My spirit animal is not really an animal. Okay, well. It's an elf. What kind of co-host are you? Like, oh. a, like a Lord of the Rings style elf. So okay. I know it's not really an animal, but okay. I just feel like I really identify with the elf. Why do you identify with an elf, Ryan? <laughs> no, because they're, uh, they're quick and wise and immortal. <laughs> oh, all, the, all the things that I want to be. All the things that you want to be. Yeah, all the things I want to be, really. Okay, well, so for me... I know that this is like a very common question, right? It's like everyone's like always talking about a spirit animal and all that. And I don't really particularly particularly identify with any certain kind of animal. But if I had to pick, I would probably say an owl. Mostly yeah, because you're an owl. mostly because you have told me that I looked like one. And they're wise. They can fly. They seem like peaceful and just like, you know, maybe a little quiet, but like they will fuck up a mouse with their talons. And like that is something that I can identify with. Mm -hmm. 
Yep, I, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're going to wrap up our first special guest co-host. Thank you so much, Ryan. Our guest today is a new friend of mine born in true what-the-fit fashion, the DM Slide-In. She first caught my eye with her powerful messaging on Instagram and all the delicious treats she was baking over at Brown Bear. She's a non-diet dietitian focusing on intuitive eating, body liberation, and finding freedom from diet culture. And if all that wasn't enough to make me fall in love, we also like to frequent all the same bars in OTR. Please welcome Caitlin Bolt Lovett. Hello. Hey, girl. <laughs> Perfect intro. I know. Like, it's like one of the first things that we talked about. Like, where can we get a, do you want to get a drink? I don't even know how the DMs, I'm trying to think. I don't know oh, who was the culprit. I don't even sure. know. I'm not even sure. It doesn't matter. It organically happened. Yeah, it was <laughs> meant to be. That's all the best, Yeah, so cheers. <laughs> cheers. We're drinking Queen City Hemp CBD Seltzer. I got As a guava. Always. Uh, lemon lavender. Oh yeah, my favorite. I think that's probably my favorite too. It's a, a good one. This. I have to, it's a solid one. Like. And drink up because apparently you can't get these anymore in the city right now. Are you kidding? So, yeah. <laughs> How did you find that out? There, they sent out an email to distributors. Basically, there's like new regulations and had everybody pull. That is complete fucking bullshit. It sucks. So I also, bad. I also just saw that. Um. Have you seen the Lady Jane CBD yes. pen from, from like, you? Yeah, yeah, and from Rooted. I think the Rooted Soul Shop sells. And I just saw that they can't sell now. So no. okay, that makes sense. It's all this, yeah, all in the same. It's leaving us all. <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> so <laughs> drinking your soda, right, was so bad. Uh, can't have them anymore. And the, f- but we can. St- you can still have CBD in Ohio. No, not so technically no. So any distributors are supposed to like take everything off their shelves, but so like tinctures, vape pens, anything. But like, if I buy it from another state, I can consume it. Technically speaking, I think, but I don't even know. I don't even know if that's really legal. so. I could be breaking the law. I mean, I'm technically breaking the law a lot of the time <laughs> yeah, in a lot of different <laughs> situations, but. <laughs> Do we want to go into that? <laughs> but I'm like never afraid to talk about my CBD consumption. Wait, of course. Of Damn course. it. No, I think I think we're all in the clear for the most part. But okay. like people are going into stores and like knocking you if you are trying to sell it, basically. Oh, that's so. I know. It's such a shame. Well, it's such a, you know what? Shame is a great word for it because it can be so helpful, so beneficial, obviously. I use it all the time. I use the Rosebud CBD. Yes. The one of actual, my favorites. Yes. Um, oil yes put it right under the tongue and it's, it's amazing lovely it's amazing wow. i mean what better way to try to fall asleep than with something that's not you know a, totally a sleep aid or like <laughs> right it's addictive nyquil yep oh no. i really like it too for if i want to stretch like it really mm-hmm. allows me to like mm-hmm. relax and i feel i get more open oh yeah and it's a whole it's a whole body deal without the i mean there's so many benefits i can go on yeah. for days but it's yeah right. so hopefully it'll come back around but yeah for sure but okay so i have 50 trillion things yes that i want to <laughs> talk to you about and i'm so cognizant of that we only have like an hour <laughs> and okay so we, we just had in that co- <laughs> i know we just had coffee a few days ago and we a two hour coffee and we like left and we're like oh we're gonna have to make sure we have more time next time got through like three topics oh my god <laughs> but that's like that's like the beautiful thing like oh absolutely could, oh, i'm i love it absolutely like, so having such a great wonderful I, I it's not even like a girl crush moment because like i've like graduated from that <laughs> You know, because like now we're like in a relationship. So it's like the crush. It's was true. From, the it's crush true. was like from afar when I was like seeing all your Instagram posts. I love it. About like all the messaging. And I had talked about this in another episode of just like, I'm like, fuck. Like I, I all of a sudden, like this intuitive eating, this kind of like body liberation stuff like exploded on my Instagram out of nowhere. But you honestly were the first person that I saw kind of putting out that messaging. Yeah. So to me, I was like, Oh my God, like where has this been literally my whole life? And so now it's helpful that I, I see other people kind of in that same vein, yes. but you were the first one. So they, that was Which like my is awesome. moment. And then I was like, 
It's so cool because I like I sometimes get stuck in the bubble of assuming that everybody knows what it is. Right. And so being able to hear that like there are still, you know, huge pockets of people that obviously have never heard of the concept or that it's even, you know, an option. Yeah. So it's so cool to be able to kind of be like, you know, start right. People organically find, you know, through whatever it is since he stayed at being or whatever it is that it's kind of getting the word out, which is fun rising to the surface so how would you so for people that don't know that don't follow Mm -hmm. you how would you describe how would you talk about what you do your philosophy all that stuff yes okay so I am technically a registered dietitian Mm -hmm. um but I and so this is a great question Mm -hmm. what's the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian so it's really more just labeling. Mm-hmm. So if you're a licensed nutritionist or a licensed dietitian, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Okay. It's more of like how you I like to be pictured for oh, it. Okay. So as long as it's licensed, however you to be a licensed, nobody is going to go through school, like go through a four-year program without going through the dietetic internship. Mm-hmm. In, internship and the exam mm-hmm. they can't be called a dietitian okay so it, they'd just be like i'm a nutrition major so to be a okay. dietitian you have to go through the whole get go through your boards and sit for all of that yeah but then you can also be a nutritionist who goes through that too okay so it's kind of so you went through like the whole like all of the whole thing the whole, yes the whole yeah. thing yeah so back to school for four years went through a 11 month internship and then sat for my boards um and went through that whole process which was you what know is like the bo- what is the boards so the boards is like any sort of like medical um f- uh job that you would go into you basically have to sit and you study really your whole curriculum into a uh test you sit oh. down and have to go through it so you study for months and months uh-huh. and to sit for it and then you take it and depending on how you do you either are a certified you know dietitian yeah. doctor or whatever it yeah. is okay. or you have to sit back through it okay, so cool. it's the same thing as like you sit for your you know boards as a lawyer yeah. or um okay. whatever it is so um but for me it was always interesting going back to school when um you know it was recently and I was 10 years older mm-hmm. than everybody you know That's around fun. me which yeah. was a good time <laughs> um but since going back to school I have kind of starting my own business shifted to what will probably more be my long-term goal as a dietitian mm-hmm. is going more into the intuitive eating, non-diet movement, mm-hmm. health at every size movement, which yeah. is um, a different take on food from a lot of other dietitians in the Cincinnati area. And that's not to say that there isn't other people yeah. doing it, but um, it's definitely still a niche in yeah. you know the Midwest of people kind of um, stepping away from, you know, the structures of the dieting world and Mm -hmm. saying like, this is enough, you know, I'm putting more stress, more harm on my body, trying to fluctuate with my weight, you know, weight stability isn't necessarily, you know, trying to change it all the time isn't isn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so taking a step away from diet culture and saying like, Hey, there is another way to do this, Mm -hmm. finding, you know, body autonomy and re looking at how we started, eating in the first place, Mm -hmm. which is intuitively as babies, you know, feeding until we were full or done or wanted to move on. And we kind of through the years step away from that as we are ingrained with all the, the social stigmas and Mm -hmm. cultural things that happen. So, um, I really love the movement of basically starting to take back, um, you know, autonomy for ourselves and saying like, I don't need to play into these ideas or play into the marketing schemes um, and just be able to, to really, really intuitively learn how to feed yourself from a place of of love and compassion. Yeah. So this, you know, like I said, intuitive eating is popping up everywhere. What Mm -hmm. does that mean to you? Because I can think when I see it, it, it to me is like almost as simple as like, you know, what do you, what do you feel like eating or like what, what like sounds good or like what is going to nourish your body. But then the point was like where I kind of struggle is like, what if I can't trust myself? Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, which is, it's the concept of intuitive eating sounds easy in the words, but like that 
trust aspect has been taken away so many times mm-hmm. from so many aspects that a lot of people don't know how to trust that anymore. They yeah. don't know how to sit there and say, you know, I, I am craving something, so I'm going to eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've shut up those mechanisms so many times right. that it's so hard. Right. And all the, the restriction. That we absolutely. Absolutely. That. And categorizing food as good and bad. Most people can't sit there and say, oh, yeah. a lot of people have a hard time saying, you know, I'm craving a grilled cheese, so I'm going to eat a grilled cheese because right. it's, you know, whatever it is, too many carbs, too high fat, yeah. you know, it's, it doesn't fit into, it doesn't have enough micronutrients. It's not organic. It's processed, you know, the myriad of things. Yeah. Um, so really learning to try to build that trust back mm-hmm. slowly, but surely. And it's, it's a journey. It's not something, you oh know, God, yeah. even for myself, you know, I've dealt with de- eating disorders, disordered eating for mm-hmm. a long time. So it's trying to like backtrack through these habits that have been built mm-hmm. and saying, you know, when, when the, the ego mind starts to take over and say, you know, you're wrong, you can't trust yourself being able to take a step back and say, no, what's really going on here? What do I, what do I need? What would be nourishing? What would be satisfying? Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, pleasure is taken away from food and so many aspects of our life that trying to kind of add that back in yeah, um, is a crazy concept to a lot of people. Yeah. It's, it's difficult for me because like when you say, even talk about like food and pleasure, it's like, I feel like I for so long have been like, don't associate that. Don't mm. think of food as pleasurable because you're going to go off the rails. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to just indulge so much. You're mm-hmm. going to feel like shit. You're going to like, again, like back to that thing. It's like that I won't, that I don't know how to just to, to oh, not overindulge mm-hmm. probably because it's I'm coming from this place of like restriction. restriction. Yeah. 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 Which is inevitable. Like if you think of, I mean, it really is biology of the cycle. When you restrict, then your body is craving the foods or what you, you know, were regle- neglecting to give it. Mm-hmm. So it can often feel out of control when those foods are then either added back in at first, or if they, if you've restricted and then allowed yourself to have the foods, which often happens, then it goes to a state of being a little bit more uncomfortable or a little more full because you feel like deprived, Yeah, you know, and that's often the fear for people of, I can't trust myself around food. I won't stop eating it. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, you know, there's a thing called palate fatigue. You like yeah. you w- you will stop eating it. <laughs> but the issue is if you're like going to restrict how many rolls of Oreos do I have oh to man. go through? And so many, so many. But at some point, you know, d- down the line, like you start to realize. And I think sometimes too, people equate certain foods with having that like out of control feeling. Mm-hmm. And when you start to just give yourself permission to mm-hmm. eat all different sorts of foods, like a variety of foods, you start to realize like if you give yourself the space to like actually taste them and it's not, you know, 2 a.m. when you're stressed and trying to like fill this void and actually give yourself space to eat them. Sometimes it's like, this isn't even what I thought it would taste like or, you know, "Eh, it's not as good as I thought or, you know, a couple is great and then I can move on. Yeah. But when it's like that restriction is the first thing and then you're trying to compensate, it's never going to, you know, go well. And it's never emotionally, you know, a great space to be in. Yeah. I mean, it it makes so much sense, especially when I think about myself of like, if you tell yourself over and over again that you can't have these foods or like Mm -hmm. these foods are are bad for you Mm -hmm. or you spend so much time avoiding them, that that's like, it's not coming from this place of like giving your body what not only what it like needs but also just what it wants yeah. and that you have to it's just so emotional like oh, there's yeah. so much emotion wrapped up in what we eat and i think that that kind of comes from this like diet culture mm-hmm. right and so oh yeah like what for people again that aren't kind of in this world like mm-hmm. what is diet culture So diet culture has kind of many different limbs Mm -hmm. and part of it is, you know, just the industry of dieting at all. So um, right now a huge one is like the wellness diet. So basically, um, you know, no processed foods, everything's organic and, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um, 
and it plays into different ways, but it's basically also, you know, is ingrained in how we are growing up, how we look at ourselves, the, you know, we have a very fat phobic society that comes into diet culture, how we, you know, look at ourselves in the mirror, how as females, we are constantly judging, you know, right. Our outward being. Yeah. Smaller is better. Our worth is in our weight. Yeah. And, you know, trying to battle that while we, you know, I know a lot of us and for me as well, we grew up thinking that dieting was the way to go. You know, that there wasn't an intuitive piece to it. You restrict, you know, you restricted certain foods to be able to, you know, get a certain body and yeah. that that was the goal and there's uh, there's a glamour <clears throat> attached to it oh like absolutely you, you, hear, you, you see you know i have this like image of like an, an older rich bitchy looking woman in new york that like literally hasn't had a carb in 15 years oh yeah and like absolutely. you hold this to a standard of like damn absolutely like, good for you like, yeah you've been absolutely. so committed yeah to your quote unquote health mm-hmm. and how you look mm-hmm. that you've been able to maintain this frail small yes body yes. and are probably 50s. miserable you know 100 percent miserable they're like use volume 100%. to get through the day yeah. because you <laughs> like know have you have no more feelings yeah yeah it really is i mean it's a whole different and and it, it plays into you know socioeconomic factors and just like the fact that you know for somebody to go buy you know a 13 dollar juice isn't not everybody can do that, you know, and the whole idea of being healthy and then attaching your weight to it, it's just is, is so detrimental really to our overall health. A hundred percent. I mean, I lived so much of my young adult life, just, just trying to lose weight. Oh yeah. Like the main goal of my existence. Oh yeah. And I've, I've seen stuff, I think, you know, on your page and on the people's page of like, your life mission isn't to lose weight. And uh-huh. like, it sounds like I'm embarrassed to say it out loud. It's crazy. That, that like, I read it that whatever time and I was like, fuck. Like, like how I, many years have you wasted how many years? trying to change your body instead of just accepting? And that's the hard part too. Like, I love this concept of like, there are apple bodies, there are orange bodies, there are banana bodies. Right. Like, why are you trying to be, you know, a right. banana right. if you're an apple? Exactly. You know, it's, it's just... Apples are amazing and delicious Apples are too. wonderful. Just accept, you know, or like... Actually, okay, I lied. My favorite is like a Great Dane trying to fit to be a Chihuahua. You know, like it's yes. just like ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Yeah. But we're so told that we can manipulate different areas of our bodies to fit this societal norm. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we really dig our heels in and like believe that this, like we have the power to, you yeah. know, spot check ourselves and mess with our set point, right. which oh. is just not. Yeah. And, and goes back to just kind of like where that like as a badge of honor absolutely that, like, becomes your identity absolutely like, what, what you the ego achieve. loves it oh yeah totally but and it's like I I consider myself you know someone that's driven and motivated mm-hmm. and smart mm-hmm. and I and I obviously have a lot of different goals and aspirations in mind and then still when I would look at like if I would be honest with myself and mm-hmm. like put that list like my body is still like high on that list. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I obviously, like you said, it takes work mm-hmm. and it's like a daily minute to minute practice sometimes. Oh yeah. And obviously some days it's, it's much easier than others. And, oh yeah. Uh, you know, we could kind of go on and on, but I think that kind of ties into what you mean when you say body liberation, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yes. so the definition of that to you or, you know, to all of us is like, is it just like accepting easy enough or mm-hmm. more? it's even past accepting yeah. because I, I can't even remember who it was who said this and I absolutely loved it. Like we are so ingrained to go to the extremes. So there's, Oh, I'm so fucking guilty. Yeah. Of that. <laughs> and it's so, you know, it's the perfectionism mindset. It's yeah. black and white, you know, yeah, we, we all a, do it. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And, and we like all strive, you know, we all want to work hard. We all want to do well. Like yeah. that's so part of our worth as just individuals. And I think our culture. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I love this idea of we are, we have gotten so good at self-hate mm-hmm. that people want to tie into this idea of self-love mm-hmm. and really attach to that. And that's, that's wonderful. Like self-love is wonderful if it is a caring and nurturing way, but 
not everybody has the ability or is in the space to love their bodies really yeah so body autonomy takes a step back and is more that middle point of saying like hey you know i don't love my body today i'm gonna have bad body days but body autonomy basically in liberation is basically this moment of saying like my body is no longer my worth whether it changes weight whether you know i am within the social constructs of beauty, whether I am an appropriate quote unquote size, it just basically goes back and says, you know, I am liberated from this body. And and that comes with like, if it's, if you are sick, whether you are Mm able-bodied, if you, you know, that's the other thing, like what happens if you, you know, a lot of us have, you know, if you're able-bodied and have an injury, you get a glimpse of what that looks like to no longer be able to function, you know, like you're so used to. And so it, it just basically is saying like, I'm not playing into this idea that like my body is my worth and Mm -hmm. I need to change it for society Mm -hmm. or who to accept myself or to love myself. It just, that is my body. And I have more things for myself. You know, there are, a myriad of different things that make me worthy as a human right, being. as a whole person. Yeah. Like that's just such a small fraction. Of it's so I small. Mean, obviously it's like the physical form, right? So it's of course important and what we lead with. Of so course. It makes sense why our, our brains will go to that. Yeah. But, and it doesn't mean not caring for ourselves either. Yeah, it doesn't mean. point I was going to bring up. Yeah. 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 Like self-care still plays into that. It's still, you know, in the whole intuitive eating spectrum, People also often say like, well, you're just allowing yourself to eat all these foods. And it's like, no, gentle nutrition is still in there, but it's yeah. the 10th principle. Yeah. So it's basically saying like, you have to work on your relationship with the food first yes. and then learn to nourish yourself with these different foods, foods and a variety of foods variety. without the binge restrict cycle. And what does that look like? So yeah. of course, you know, taking care of our physical form, movement, you know, but finding movement that feels good instead of, you know going to the gym every day and doing something because like running on a to. treadmill. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what you were told yeah. or with the goal of weight loss. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. What does your fitness routine look like? What's your personal uh, routine look like? So we've, done, we've done quite a few workouts <laughs> together and like, I have to, Oh my gosh. When we did, I mean, we've done Pilates together. We've done yeah. like um, yoga, the, iron, the iron hour. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Um, and we did All orange the theory. Things. Yes. And so, okay. I want to hear what your personal workout routine looks like yes. and then I want to tell tell the story I want to okay tell. <laughs> scary <laughs> no, um so mine right now is changing a lot yeah like within the last year it has changed um and I guess even further like you have a background as an athlete yes right so, which definitely changes my personal perspective and mm-hmm. I think also what I'm trying to figure out like my kind of quote unquote balances. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you did which is always so changing. synchronized swimming. Yes. But like at a, I know you don't want to toot your own horn, but like at a really <laughs> high level, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Ish. Like I think there was like an Olympic path there. Right? There was yeah. for a bit. Yes. Right. The, it was in there. Yeah. Um, so like everyone just understand where we're, where we're coming from here. Okay. We're not talking like she, you know, did a club sport. Okay. No, yeah. no. Okay. It was Got definitely it. a, it was my job for mm-hmm. years um and so being a synchronized swimmer for 12 years yeah. and competitively I am it took and I know a lot of athletes feel this way you know I was in the pool sometimes for eight hours a day so my kind of barometer of fitness is not necessarily always the same as somebody else's yeah. And with that said, it's also been a journey for me of taking a step back and saying, I am technically no longer an athlete. What does fitness look like for me now? Yeah. And it has definitely changed. I've gone through um, times when my only workout was yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, because you're also a yoga instructor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that background. And for me, that was the first time after Synchro that I I connected with my body in a way that felt really genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in a wonderful. Yeah. But um, and there was times when, you know, I worked in kitchen. So my exercise was being on my feet for 13 hours a right, day. Right. Um, but neither of those, I, I tend to, again, go to the black and white extremes. Yeah. So okay. coming back around and really taking a look at what 
fitness and movement look like for me now Mm -hmm. um, has definitely been a journey. Um, And kind of backing away from the extremes of it all. Yeah. Um, but even with yoga, I was doing all yoga all the time and there was something in me where I'm like, I miss the competitive nature. Like I mm-hmm. miss the push, like yeah. something in there. Yeah. Um, and so I looked into then more bodybuilding and yeah. getting back in the gym because that's something that I did as a synchronized swimmer. You know, we cross trained right. and I knew how to get into the gym. Yeah. So my now husband kind of helped me get comfortable back in the gym. Yeah. And so that was for years. It felt really good to yeah. be able to have that. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, it gets to a point where I'm just like, this stinks. Like yeah. I, I hate being in here. Do you have like your, a personal tendency? I think you've kind of alluded to just like mm-hmm. you're on something and then like that's, that's oh yeah like the thing I, it, and, and you'll and like run like it into the ground yes yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so much and it's you know it it's so funny how many months it takes of like running it into the ground before I realize that like right. maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing anymore <laughs> right like, I'm like how many times duh. do I have to come home and be like oh, I'm so fucking exhausted yeah like, I can't do anything except go to bed like yeah it's not why what are it's you doing ridiculous. why are you doing these it's now? ridiculous or putting yourself through a workout and the whole time you're like hating your life dreading like yeah. what is the point of that what you is know the point? you're spiking your cortisol levels you're stressing your body up body up on top of it like why not you know find a different avenue yeah. there's so many avenues. there's so many yeah. but you know and it's so funny and like we talked about doing a couple different classes, mm-hmm. I got so used to, I'm so used to doing things on my own that yeah. I, besides yoga classes, um, but you know, going into an orange theory class was yeah. so much fun for me. Yeah. It was so fun because you were still around other people, but you're kind of doing it by yourself. Yeah. It's a unique environment. In that yeah. Sense. You but, can kind of narrow into your own stuff, absolutely but then still kind of have the motivation of people of around people you. around you yeah. yeah and not having to like create your workout for the day or yes. figure out the week just kind of go in and somebody tells you what to do which is that's what lovely I love. that's what I love about it yes yeah. yes yeah. um but with that said right now I'm really trying to daily tap into and I I say that and at the same time I'm semi-training for the pig oh yeah so my, it has changed a little bit where I'm getting back into running. Uh-huh. So I'm um, just trying to figure out like, what do I have to do to continue training for as long as it's still enjoyable? Yeah. And then what has to be kind of backing off yeah. and that, it, and again, it takes a lot of like continually daily checking in of like, what am I feeling? What does my body need today? Yeah. And trying to listen to that and taking the the ego and the diet culture brain away from it who yeah. says, you know, I have to move for my health and to stay so my weight doesn't change. Right. So in trying to take that away is, again, one of those things where it's minute to minute daily yeah. kind of work of saying, what do I, what do I actually need yeah. right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to go back to when we went to Orange yeah. Theory together. So I've brought a couple friends to Orange Theory too. Mm-hmm. And it's t- it's a hard workout, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really tough. Oh yeah. Um. And normally, you know, you I can kind of I can sense from when people are coming, they're like, they're, if you're not used to doing it, like the first time in, like it's it's a it's a lot. It's right? a lot. But like you were fucking killing it. <laughs> and I remember like one time on the rower, <sighs> and I was like, I was like, oh my god, she's doing great for not doing this. And I was like, wait a second, she's a fucking athlete. Yeah. Like yeah. yes, she's going to the barometer is a good, lot different. You know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like I had a, a funny moment I meant to tell you. Oh my gosh, like, yeah, it's hilarious. It yeah, <laughs> but it's hilarious too because like at the same time, like I started as a synchronized swimmer because I am not good on land. Like I have <laughs> no hand-eye coordination. Like it is within like with my husband and their group of friends. It's like the funniest thing because they're all you know volleyball people or people oh, who yeah. have that. Yeah, I don't want to say working with the balls, but, but yeah. like it's like yeah, it's just a whole different deal that I have no idea. Like I've I've really tried, I've yeah. really tried, and I have no skill at it. Yeah. So it's like endurance wise, like that is my shining moment mm-hmm. of again being like, okay, no, you can like do it. I can be athletic still. Yeah. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. So shifting gears a little bit, but yeah. I think it's still in the same vein as yes. like your fitness philosophy. But how do you? practice self-care like what's Mm. your routines rituals Mm -hmm. like what do you do to I guess just you know get to the place where you're like I want to take care of myself I want to like yeah absolutely um it there's a lot of compassion Mm -hmm. that for sure goes along with it because like we keep saying the black and white 
part of my mind wants to do things perfectly and yeah. cross all the T's, dot oh all the God, I's. I know, me too. And it can't, it just can't be that way. Yeah, because it's so stressful. It's so stressful. And that's the opposite of what you're trying to do. Yeah, totally. So as I say these things, I just want to preface that, yeah. that it's, it's not always daily. It's yeah. oftentimes, you know, depending on, I like my mind wants to say, you know, I have to do this, but in reality, if it's going to add too much to the day, then it's mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for me right now, a huge, huge piece for business and self-care and just general growth has been my morning routine. Oh, I love to hear a morning routine. Which cracks I want to like up ask every single person <laughs> what their morning I want to know people's morning routine. I yeah. want to know the order that you take your shower. Uh -huh. Like do you wash your hair first? Do you uh -huh. like, wash your body first? Do you Is shave? It, yeah. Like it's fascinating to me. I want to know your nighttime routine. Like I want it all. Okay, but you yes. can just, okay. I, I won't ask you to go into the shower. But you uh, can tell me the we can, but <laughs> I'm trying to think if I usually shower in the morning or if we can really. Uh, no, so, and I would love to say it's been like, you know, it, my morning routine for 10 years and yeah. I take three hours every morning and get up at four. <laughs> and I like Palo Santo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> every, around. You turn on the meditation and music. Do and do a vinyasa flow facing <laughs> yes. the sunrise. <laughs> you figure it out. <laughs> get my compass out. Yes. And um, no, and I am, and it's so funny after I feel like I say this often when people ask well like what time I get up or something yeah. or they they say they get up and like do class at like four o'clock in the morning and I have like a, a fitness class yes yes I think I mean I'm talking to all you crazy motherfuckers <laughs> out there when I see your alarm clocks on Instagram and it's like 355 uh -huh, uh -huh. that is the that's the middle of the night it, you're, it, you're a night exactly. shift. You're doing the night shift. That's every that's single fine. time. But don't Good say that you. you're getting up early in the morning. That's the night. No, that's still, you might as well just not go to bed. In my terms, <laughs> I cannot. Like, and I have, after too many years of practice at six, where I had to get up at five, I just refuse. Get into the cold fucking water. Oh, it's so, the worst. Yeah, no, it's, worse. it's the worst. So I just refuse. So anyways, I do set myself up so that I have now a condensed amount of time if I have to be somewhere first thing in the morning yep. where I can get up, I make my coffee. Mm. Okay. Well, technically first I brush my teeth and scrape okay, my so tongue. You wake up in the morning, <laughs> yes. you brush your teeth, you scrape your tongue. Yes. Okay. So this is before I drink water. I want to ask about, because I'm going to make the assumption that you're also brushing your teeth before you go to bed. Correct. Right? So yes. then uh, as you're sleeping and you haven't consumed any food or yes. liquids, you're going to rebrush it. Bacteria. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It sets. <laughs> that makes so. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Close no, mouth bacteria. Maybe a spider came in the middle of the night. Oh, you never know. Oh, oh, okay. So wake up. So wake up, brush my teeth. Uh, then I drink water. So usually I drink how many, like. How much water do you drink? So I have a, like a 42 ouncer. So yeah, I usually like this, drink about half. This. Um, that's a little bit less. Oh, so yeah, it's like the 32. Yeah. Damn so it's a little bit your water bottle now yeah. because it's a competition <laughs> <laughs> every time. So, and I've done like, I've tried like apple cider vinegar in the morning. It's just too much. I'm yeah. not trying to yeah. hate my life in the yeah. morning. Right. You should. So I liked it to be enjoyable. Yeah. So drink my water, go in, I make my coffee mm -hmm. and then. Do you have a favorite coffee? What um, not it generally depends. Just I mix it up. Yeah. 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 Just um, coffee, almond milk. What? Do you, what Stevia. kind of coffee maker do you use? Chemex. Okay. Only Chemex. Chemex. Okay. Yes. See, this is important. I want to yes. paint the full picture. Yes. I have tried multiple avenues and the okay. Chemex is okay. Okay. my so go-to. In your coffee, you do almond milk and Stevia. Yes. Okay. Right. Um, unless there's like some sort of exciting creamer that I must get at yeah, the store yeah, yeah. depending yeah. on the holiday. Yep. Um, so I get my cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. I sit on my couch. Mm -hmm. I pull the blanket over and I hold my cup and I do like a 10 to 15 either meditation or guided meditation. Uh -huh. um, and I've been using insight timer and the only thing that I don't like about it is I really try not to get on my phone first thing. Because it just yeah. starts a myriad of Instagram messages, email. You are correct, and I mm -hmm. used to be such a stickler about that. I would be, I would, n I would never get on my phone yeah. in the morning. And honestly, I had a really great practice, yeah, of not being on it after eight p.m. Mm -hmm. And I was really wow. diligent was, about yeah. that. I was like, you know, really in a groove. And then when my brother died. Mm -hmm. I needed that fucking dopamine hit yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so now I'm I'm in the process Getting of like, to the point I of gotta taking wean myself back. off. Yeah. 
And so I'm, I'm trying to be more diligent about like not waking up in the morning mm-hmm. and immediately getting to my phone. Mm-hmm. But that is like something that I, I need to. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard. Because it, you're right. Because it starts immediately. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. And it's so mindless that you just start yourself out mindless yeah. throughout oh, the day. Oh, so that's the only, the reason with my insight timer is I really try to just, if I'm going to use that, I go straight to it try not to look at anything else. Yeah. Um, so that's usually 10 to 15 minutes. And then usually I have some sort of like book I'm reading or like a daily thing uh-huh. and I'll read a little th- something yeah. and then I journal. Mm-hmm. So what do you journal about? It Is depends. It like free form? It, yeah, it's yeah. definitely free form. Um, for me, part of it is things that, you know, my Instagram is pretty open. I try to really talk about, you know, things that I'm kind of either working through or have worked through or feel like come up from different people that I've talked to. Um, And part of that is sometimes just what I've been journaling, what kind of comes to me, what I'm a lot of times it's just something, things that have stuck or have just been kind of like irking in the back of my mind that I need to kind of talk through. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that is kind of my time to um, work just through some of the daily life right. shit, Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, and some of that, sometimes it's 15 minutes, sometimes it's 45 minutes, oh, wow. you know, yeah. depending on how much time I really have. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been like five minutes late to work because mm-hmm. I uh, like got stuck and was like, I need to write this down. Are you like physically writing? You're not typing? Oh yeah. No, I'm okay. physically writing. Okay. Um, I, and, and for me, and sometimes, you know, sometimes journaling takes on, you know, it'll be midday and I'm writing something for Instagram and I end up like journaling for an hour. You know, yeah. it, it's your Instagram posts, like the captions themselves are like so long, like, w- long, but, <laughs> but wonderfully well-written. Like, Thank you. Like Thank you. I, I sometimes, I guess I should use the fucking save feature, but I'll be like somewhere where I am in just like a scrolling yes. thing or I, you know, I'm in line or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I like come to yours and I'm like, damn, okay, I'm going to have to remember to go back. Oh, yeah. Like read this whole thing. Like I'm not in a place right now, but. Which is hilarious because that's exactly what I just save. I all day long, I will save that for later. But then I'm like piled up of like 20 that I'm supposed to be reading. And I'm like, dang. But sometimes it is nice because I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember I saved that. And it's something that had just come up for me. Right. And you can go back and read it, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I mean, for the most part, that's kind of my morning yeah. routine and then I can go ahead and start whatever the day entails. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the majority of the time, that's what I try to do. And that adds to like, your overall like self-care. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And just like mental health. Like it's yeah. like, I, I honestly feel that with my profession and business, I, the more I can genuinely come at it from a place of, um, like you got your own shit together. You can't yeah. help other people figure their shit out if you don't know. Sh- and, and not a, saying a, that it's going to be perfect. perfect. No, absolutely. But, but at least working through, yeah. or at, be- at least from a, a perspective of understanding that you know I'm not perfect either. Yeah. So showing that sometimes is you yeah. know liberating in and of itself for right. me too. Just to be like you know, hey, this isn't like I don't have my shit together either. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. working through it, yeah, like right. learning to accept it still. Right. <laughs> totally. And I think that. <clears throat> That's kind of why I like to talk to people about their self-care practices because mm-hmm. it looks so different to everyone. Oh, and yeah. I think that some people might need the reminder or the introduction that like it's not, it doesn't have to be a face mask in a bath. And like, no. if that's it, great. Great. You, awesome. Like that yeah. makes me feel good sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it, it can just be a routine. You know? Oh, absolutely. Like, what, however it, it looks for you. And like, I don't even know if sometimes people recognize that what they're doing is like self-care. No. And so I think that if Correct. you can like get to that point of self-awareness, then that will allow you to kind of expand like, okay, this makes me feel good. Yeah. What else can I do that Absolutely. like makes me feel good and is like serving me so that I can, you know, take a step back because we're all fucking stressed out. Oh, and, all the time. You know, we've got the pressures of everything, mm-hmm. of work, of society, of Instagram, mm-hmm. of, of our friends, of our parents, you know, just yeah. everyone. Yeah. And so I think that any time that you can recognize what's making you feel good and replicate that absolutely like gonna be good for you and again it's that feel good point of coming back to that 
because I think a lot of times we don't know what we enjoy or what makes us feel good. Yeah. So saying like, I don't, maybe I don't know what it is, but I have this feeling when I do this. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere else in my life that that starts to come up? Yeah. You know, and just starting to recognize. Yeah. Back to food too. Like mm-hmm. I feel good yeah. when I eat this food. Yeah. And like, I don't feel good. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, we ha- talked about, haven't talked about yet that like you work at Brown Bear. Mm-hmm. You're like a, pastry chef right indeed yeah uh no baker baker yeah okay well i don't know i don't know (laughs) no you're good i don't know the rules um but like that has you know i'm probably i'm there maybe like once like sunday it's kind of like my sunday routine (laughs) and if i like think back i i before i would have been like you cannot have a treat once Mm -hmm. a week you know like and that's like what what? Which is so silly. Yeah. So silly. Like it makes me, it brings me so much joy. Oh my and gosh. It's like, and it's, it's not just about the pastry too. Totally. Like it's about the whole experience. Like totally. you love going in there and it's like a Sunday, like a nice thing yeah. to do for right. yourself. Right. It gets, it gets me out mm-hmm. and about yeah. walking around town. Absolutely. Like, yeah. If I have like, I don't know, like obviously I know that sugar is not like good for me biologically mm-hmm. and like whatever. But I also want to try to uh, approach it of like, it's not, is it, I don't know. This is where I struggle too. It's like, yes. it is like one cookie. Most people do. Right. Yeah. It is like one cookie really going to hurt me. But then I like look at the research and like listen to podcasts where mm-hmm. they're like literally like, no sugar is really bad for you. <laughs> you should yeah. eat it. Yeah. So then that's, but I think that maybe it's, it's still just about kind of reframing how I'm how I'm thinking about mm-hmm. it and how I'm looking at it. Absolutely. It is. Yes. Know. And it's unfortunately I feel like the the shame and the guilt that often goes into those foods yeah. in the hierarchy of foods is so much worse than the actual cookie. Like yeah. it's a cookie. Right. And right. unfortunately that is kind of that like wellness diet culture still coming in and mm-hmm. like trying to demonize foods. Yeah. And right. I I understand that you know, there are foods that are more nutrient dense than others. Absolutely. There are foods that, you know, you can eat them and you're like, man, this doesn't make me feel great right now. Maybe it's a time of day thing. Maybe it's what you had before. Maybe it's a mood, you know, but, but maybe that food on a different day might sound good. Mm -hmm. And again, it's trying to come at it from a place of nourishment and what would be satisfying in that moment. Mm -hmm. So maybe, yeah, maybe a cookie isn't the most nutrient dense thing you could eat. Yeah. However, if it sounds satisfying to you and then you keep saying no, 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 and then come out it that way, then you're still going to eat 20 million other things to try to get that satisfaction than you would from the single cookie. Yeah. And we're so ingrained to not listen to that. Again, that pleasure part that, and I, I have been, you know, in the restaurant world for now over 10 years Mm -hmm. off and on. And pastry to me was such a break from my own food rules and limitations Mm -hmm. because I got to see the creativity Mm -hmm. and the like really like the love that goes into it. Yeah. And why I love working at Brown Bear so much is basically, you know, you go in and, and there's so literally so much love and time you, like, and effort put in into the door it. There and you can feel it. Oh yeah. Like I Oh yeah. I and that's it. what, you know, that's what Blair has built and it's, yeah. you know, so much her her baby and it's so it's it's I loved walking in there. I love even more being in the kitchen, oh, yeah, being able to create and to you know, again, there's no barrier between kitchen and people coming in. Yeah. So it's this really cool vibe of getting to be like yeah. all a part of it. And it really is like the full experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and she does choose quality ingredients, yeah. which, you know, I know aren't accessible to everybody, but she does it in a way that it's very community oriented mm-hmm. and is just really neat. And yeah. I think it, 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 I, I truthfully feel like it plays into the karma of it all. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Disclaimer: This podcast episode was not sponsored. Not sponsored. (laughs) However, Blair, I don't know. Probably go. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so good. They're they're, it's they're delicious. I love it. But I kind of also to go back to 
my point of like, oh, it's kind of become my like Sunday yeah. ritual. Yeah. I, I do also though want to think like if I'm not feeling like I want it on a yes. Sunday, like I don't have to like yes. have it. But Absolutely. Like, that has not occurred. That well, happened. Yes. <laughs> Just like literally looking forward to. And it's, you know, and that's great, you know, but it, again, it's the experience, but you're also not a slave to the fact that every Sunday you have to have something right. like it could right. be a Wednesday or yeah. you yeah, know yeah, yeah, or totally. just that week not at all yeah, like you're not feeling it a picture of those matcha cookies and I'm like you know you go. can't go wrong with I'm anything like, gotta get down there <laughs> uh no it, it's it's something definitely that I I want to have a focus on mm-hmm. because I know that it's a weak point for me and I know that it, it's continually comes up and i catch myself all the time still of like overdid it on a Sunday. Like mm-hmm. Monday's got to be good. Mm-hmm. You know that, yeah. that like absolutely whole thought. And every time that comes in, you know, the part of me wants to be like, shed it. Yes. And then the other part is like, but like, be careful because mm-hmm. like you don't want, you know, like, and I come even from like before, like being overweight of like, mm-hmm. don't, you can't go back to that dark place again mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And there's so much fear that plays in. And again, like that's the hard part is like you're being shoved all the time. Like the media saying, you know, no, you need to repent for, you know, your, the foods that you eat or, you know, what you drank or you didn't move enough. And so it's like this constant trying to live up to the expectations that the culture plays on us. And at the bottom line, like your body will find that set point either way. Like, and it will keep finding it. You know, you have to go to pretty extreme extremes to change that. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm definitely seeing that before where I've been on kind of both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Like, being super restrictive and like mm-hmm. literally following a meal like diet meal plan, plan yeah. of like yeah. this is what you're eating like these are the days and like there's extreme comfort in that right like oh yeah really get safety it's oh. so safe yeah. yeah it's like I know if I follow this mm-hmm. I'm not only gonna like lose weight but mm-hmm. I know that like my body will obviously just get used to it mm-hmm. like for, for better or worse, you yeah. know, if I introduce then like one other healthy food, then it's like, what's going on? Yeah. Your microbiome's like all fucked up and confused. But you can't live like that. No. Or like, no. I, like, I don't want to live like that. No, absolutely not. And again, like the microbiome does best on a very, like various foods, yeah. or like a, a large quantity of different right. foods. Yeah. So if you sit there and lower yourself down and knock out food groups, like it's not going to be as healthy. Yeah. And that's why, unfortunately, a lot of people are starting to have so many gut issues mm-hmm. is because you, you start knocking out certain foods. You start playing with your hunger and fullness cues. Like you're mess, you're messing up the whole system. Yeah. And then that messes with, you know, your head. So then there, you, you know, anxiety oh, yeah. comes into play, yes. secondary anxiety, you know, depression is linked to gut health yeah. and like all of these different things get messed up because we are told to restrict. Yeah. So I can imagine some people, are listening and I, you know, coming from a personal standpoint where like they want, they want to experience this Mm -hmm. body liberation, like the freedom and intuitive eating. And there's also going to be that tug of like, but I want to be healthy and I want to like be fit and I want to, you know, feel good. Mm -hmm. How, how do you talk to those people or like, Mm -hmm. what, what do you say? Or like, what is like maybe one practice or, something they can like put in place today yes. that kind of like is a step forward. Yes. I would say the first thing is just coming at it with compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's such a lack of that sometimes. Yeah. And we're so hard on ourselves yeah. that just trying to change the mindset to a more compassionate mindset towards other people, towards yourself and starting to listen to those mental patterns because a lot of times they're not really it's not necessarily what we really want. Like mm-hmm. we, th- we think we need to lose the five pounds, the 10 pounds, yeah. but like really what in your life is, you know, are you not happy with, or do you feel like you need to adjust or change? Yeah. And what is that five to 10 pounds really going to bring you? Right. Um, because I know a lot of people have fear of, of you start to let yourself just eat intuitively, you know, I'm going to gain weight and, and maybe you do. Yeah. But 
I think the biggest practice is compassion first and then starting to take a step back from any goal that is just weight oriented. Yeah. So trying to dig a little bit deeper into why do you feel like that is your main focus or trying to find a different focus and starting to dig into that and put the weight on the back burner is the biggest thing is saying like, okay, maybe, you know, you are sluggish throughout the day. What do you like? What are you eating during the day? What are your emotions like? What are you attaching to? And starting to you know, get a little bit of curiosity around that Mm -hmm. can go a a long way. Yeah. That's really for sure. Excellent point. That's good. I mean, really to get and take a step back. Yeah. Where's the drive? Where's the motivation? Yeah. The intention behind Mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. I can completely attest like, yeah, like get like losing those that five pounds. It's like as soon as that happens, you're like, well, what's next? Right, exactly. It's always a what's next. You know, if anything, it was fucking miserable. Yeah, and you know, I exactly, and I've you know personally been on the spectrum of being you know probably this obviously the smallest I've ever been in a very disordered eating and still disordered eating. And I was, you know, much heavier. Oh yeah. Same. And both of them were very disordered and neither of them I felt, you know, good or accepting of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And at some point you just like, what does that look like if you start to treat yourself with compassion first and, you know, letting go of a lot of the external noise as well and being able to like kind of come back to like create that space for yourself that seems safe and then move from that. Yeah. And I think that some of that, it's good that this conversation is even happening because 10 years ago, oh my gosh. five years ago, oh, yes. like did not exist. Oh yeah. Our parents, it, did, it wasn't all. a thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's when I feel like a lot of, you know, young, I'm hoping that a lot of like young women mm-hmm. who could be struggling with this, mm-hmm. like this will like fall on mm-hmm. open ears. Um, Absolutely. So to kind of get back to like very beginning, what what do you offer for people? So if people are like seeking out, you know, your website, your Instagram, Mm -hmm. like want to get in touch with you, what is like, what are your offerings? So right now I have really lowered it down the last couple months. Uh So my biggest thing right now is one-on-one counseling. Uh Um, So I have packages available Uh for longer term, but it can also be single sessions, Mm -hmm. but it's basically coming back to learning how to do this for yourself. Yeah. Um, And I truthfully believe that we really do have body autonomy and that we know ourselves better than any health professional will ever tell you. Right. Um, but within that, it can be really helpful to have a guide or yeah. a listening ear or somebody who has, yeah. Yeah, yeah, who who can just say like, hey, you're not alone and help through this uncomfortable process because it can be really uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, um, even like just for me, just like seeing some of your messaging, hearing you right now, it's like, oh, like I had these thoughts in my head, mm-hmm. but like I couldn't vocalize it. Yeah. Like oh, absolutely. Manifest for me. Oh my gosh. Just, you know, yes. external. And it's force. oftentimes like just like the vocab, like yeah. being able to figure out exactly, you know, you, you have a feeling, but you can't verbalize it. Yeah. So being able to kind of come full circle with that and understand a little bit better where those thoughts are coming from. And I just, I think there is, I didn't realize for so long that there was another way. So being able to realize like the binge restrict yo-yo dieting, like it doesn't have to be a thing. Yeah, Like you can learn to find a comfortable set point for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I just want to help people kind of figure that, what that looks like for them. It's it's kind of like, food therapy therapy like, oh yeah it's like very directed at oh your yeah. relationship with food your relationship with your body oh absolutely like all of it and yeah. yeah and the body is such a huge piece and and for me I'm like yes I am a dietitian yeah. but like the food is such a teeny tiny part of it right you know it's like it's all behavioral pieces behind it yeah and all of these you know ingrained stigmas and biases that we have in our heads and trying to like kind of knock those down a little bit yeah. so that we can really understand how to trust ourselves yeah 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 Amazing. Okay. So Caitlin, what does being fit mean to you? Uh, Right now I will go with more of a holistic answer. Uh So I feel like fit is finding, um, 
movement that feels enjoyable. Yeah. It's also, you know, getting your mind on board, getting it to a place where you feel like you are thriving in every aspect and not just this piece of running our bodies into the ground. Yeah. So really being able to go somewhere and like, you know, the orange theory class for me, it felt like so nice. It felt communal. It felt so motivating throughout the day. And sometimes that is movement. Sometimes it's stillness. Yeah. Yeah, And starting to really feel like, figuring out what that looks like for each individual person. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. Where can people follow you and all your sage? All the things. All the things. (laughs) And because you also, we didn't even touch on this. Like you're posting recipes. Yeah. Are amazing. Yeah. And like, well, the cooking, I can't, I can't leave the cooking out of it because that's my, that's my, you know, that was my first passion. Yeah. And, um, so I have my Instagram is a life nourished yep. and then the website is a life nourished rd.com. Amazing guys. You need to follow this girl. Um, Yay. follow us. Yeah. What's the fit podcast me personally at Chrissy Grody slide in. Let us know who you want to hear from. If you want to work out, if you want to go to Brown Bear, I'll be there. Yeah. (laughs) Subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Spotify. You know the deal. Thanks so much.